I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So we move into the third part of Drafter Interviews, and to kick us off, Marcus, we have the returning Drafter, James Jammer Robinson. Hello there, good sir. It's really painful on the nipples. Mr. Freely. Oh, is that right? Yeah. A lot of people keep saying that. Fuck. It's just pain. It's, it's been nipple-tastic. Freedom! It's not American freedom it's, either. It's not American freedom. For those of uh, that are listening, his tea has the word freedom on it. Absolutely. What kind of freedom has it been? I think it's... As we open the... There you can. go. Chin chin. There we go. I think freedom alludes to... The Scottish type of freedom that they did. Um, well, what was what's the Scottish type of freedom? Braveheart. Braveheart, yes, indeed. Okay. Yeah. It's at this point that it becomes very clear that Jose not only doesn't know that Jammer was in Braveheart, it sounds like Jose's never heard of Braveheart. He's not, he's not just like not seen it, just never heard of the Mel Gibson <laughs> classic. Let's see what direction this takes. They were alluding it, to that, I think. How, how, how actually close is because I mean again I don't know too much about hmm? culture how close is the movie to actually <laughs> it's just completely fake <laughs> everything's wrong with it there's Jose so many it thinks everyone's just riding around on horseback with face paint no, in no. Scotland we don't, don't actually lies. yeah we don't even speak Scottish in Scotland so. uh, is that right <laughs> no it's um, yeah I think they used a bit of dramatic license to say the least I them. see I don't know how much I know how many answers well, we're I can actually out. give we're you. about to find out okay. give me everything that you can how confident are you in the new Legacy League format? Do you know what? I prefer it to the old format. I think a lot of other people are nervous about it and stuff going back. But, um, I mean, I, I'm a newcomer really to the, the draft. And I played before as a caretaker manager and I was meant to be here last year. And, yeah, the Legacy is a thing that obviously continues throughout the seasons. And it's less cumbersome when it comes to the points and previously you'd have to do auction points and have to go mm. right I want to spend and then you'd probably end up spending 40 points on 
Aguero or something like that, and then you've got like three points for the rest of your team. It's much fairer this, but it's whether you get your picks right. That's the difference in that. It's whether you pick the correct player, and that's where I'm not as good because I'll probably just go for players that I really like rather than smart picks. So would you say that this makes you a little bit more confident in terms of winning with this new 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 format? New format in terms of winning. I've got first pick, which is a really strong position to be in. Yeah. Right. But my next pick's thirty one and thirty and thirty one or something like that. Oh. So I'm gonna miss out on all of those players. So I need to make sure that first pick so if my first pick gets injured, which can happen to anyone, hmm. um I'm not a very competitive guy to be honest. No. In the way of if I win it'd be great and I'm gonna try my hardest to win. I was talking about this the other day. Being competitive, it doesn't help towards you winning yeah, you're going to win regardless I want, I'm going to do my best and pick the best players but it doesn't matter how competitive I am if my team isn't good enough it's not going to win the, it's no, there's no element of my trash talk that's going to make people I can be worse or better Yeah. alright so, so being a number one overall pick yeah. do you know what song you're going to sing at your first pick ceremony oh, do you get a, is there a song see yeah. this is all new to me <laughs> I don't have a clue right so so I need to choose a song you do need to choose a song number one Tinchy Strider isn't it oh <laughs> are you going to sing it fully do you have to sing it I think so yeah oh, I don't even know the lyrics it's rapping as well oh that's another thing I've got a wee rap up my sleeve you know these things that Scottish rappers it's quite quite it's, a potent yeah. mix listen they, they get serious it's going to be a potent yeah. mix wait you just wait you just wait you have to do a wee speech because I'm getting let back into the fold again and it involves maybe a bit of uh, spoken word poetry so oh. hold on to your seats guys it's going to get it's crazy gonna get serious it's going to get here. crazy let's take it back to football um, what's your what's your tactic going to be for this season tactic is just to make sure I don't get left behind transfer wise because it's quite easy to take your, your eye off the ball when it comes to that and a lot. The, the, what I realised from being in the group previously is there's a lot of movement, and you've got the waiver wire that they talk about, and you need to be in there in the first minute and all this stuff. And I think that the last season I played, that let me down because I wasn't quite sure about logistically, and I kind of got left behind in that respect. And it is it actually is a lot about recruitment, how you how you move throughout the season, because a lot of the times people who win the draft aren't the best drafters; they're the best kind of season players that go in different tactics throughout the season so I need to stay on top of that I think to give myself a good fighting chance to to win okay but in, in terms of winning then mm-hmm. do you have top three players that <laughs> you, you're going to pick oh of course season? yeah 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 am I allowed to say yeah, it? yeah, yeah go for it like they, they won't know alright okay well I'm pick number one so I could have De Bruyne I could have Sterling I could have like anyone I really want like the well, who do you want then? Fernandez. <laughs> I'm, I'm fast and loose guys I don't have everyone else has maybe done their research or whatever mm-hmm. I'm like in the moment I think this is the person I'm going to go for okay. Glenn Murray no I'm not going to <laughs> <laughs> so you, you like to be spontaneous you like yep. to be in the moment totally um, do you have a secret pick though that you know that's, that person is someone that I've uh, I've reserved this spot for Uh it's, it's not so much a secret it's down the wire, down 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 the line okay. and Mikel Antonio for West Ham I okay. saw started taking the penalties last season and that's quite interesting obviously you're looking at people who are going to score goals obviously but um, penalty takers are a huge 
indicator like obviously Aubameyang takes penalties yeah. and he's now a midfielder yeah. which is a pull as well but Mihal Antonio really started coming on to a game I mean he scored four goals in a game last season so for West Ham I, I think not a secret pick because I think everyone knows about him but he's, he's more down the line and it might be a bit of a surprise pick people going alright he's picked him pick number four or five or something who do you want in later rounds I mean obviously when last last time I started playing it was Wolves had just been promoted and Adama Traore was one of my picks and everyone was like who's this guy and now obviously Adama Traore is yeah. coming on to so you're looking like legacy wise as well you don't want to go too old because you're thinking about the future as well yeah. but there's a few Leeds players like that down the line like Liam Cooper in defence would might be a decent pick he's a captain what well, was the captain last season um, I'm looking at those kind of more quiet players that but yeah the, the big picks are going to be in the top the top kind of the top ones that you do I don't I don't I don't know what I'm going to do guys you, <laughs> you you guys need to portray some sort of knowledge on me just now so that's that the spontaneity <laughs> yeah who wants to be predictable there's nothing there's nothing good about that but I'd be, it'll be amazing once we do get a few beers in and all that kind of stuff and people are people say a player and you go what how's he not gone yet How yeah. could, like I'd, when I was doing it a few years back I got Alisson hmm? the goalkeeper for Liverpool for one point because everyone That's just completely it. forgot about him and I was like I'll take Alisson Becker for one point please and they're like no no someone must have him already so I think there's going to be a lot of that today Okay. Ho- hopefully. hopefully yeah it makes for a bit of excitement doesn't it yeah exactly yeah. speaking of excitement who would you like to see take the trophy home obviously myself first of all first and foremost it would be great to great to get a wee star on the jersey and all that yeah. but do you know if, if it hadn't been if it's not you who, who you would like to win I felt bad for Mel last season getting so close and then getting picked at the post by Nick who was a worthy winner all the same um, but do you know what Meds, I'd I'd like Meds to win. <laughs> if it wasn't me, just because, like he's he's been in the catering zone a few times. I think that's the first time he's not been in the catering zone, and he gets underestimated. And if he was to come out and smash it out of the park, I'd be like doing laps around the block. Like, <laughs> <"Come> <laughs> <on> meds. <laughs> but yeah, Meds, maybe Meds he should get it. Who do you think is actually gonna win? Actually gonna win. I don't know why, but I've been looking at Dutch today, Neil Dutch, and just thinking. He seems to quietly go about his business and know know what he's doing. Like I think, don't know. That's what I'm pitching anyway. That's that's I don't, and it's just a gut instinct, really. Okay. I think he might be the first two time winner. I think I don't think anyone's won it twice. No, no, not yet, not yet. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think that speaking of about your gut, who do you think's gonna get the wooden spoon? <laughs> Me? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You got it last year, is it? Yari. Yari. I don't think he's going to get it but to get it two years in a row the way Yari, Yari is like that would be uh, quite the talking point for someone to carry it home two years in a row but just I might get it that's it who's your biggest rival biggest rival Phil Phil's, Phil. my, Phil's, Phil's my mate obviously us both being Scottish and as a friendly rivalry but why, why him is biggest rival yeah. I would just say no it's just like it would be nice it's good banter and we meet up and go, oh, we... And the way that Phil doesn't care, either. 
he's got this kind of dry wit that he goes around with and it would be nice to have a wee bit of rivalry in that sense it's whoever your biggest rival is whoever's just above you isn't it it can be any of the lads yeah it could be it can be any of the lads I know it's a bit of a sitting the fence statement but um, I'd like to have a toe to toe with Phil or maybe Yari as well Yari's good for yeah, yeah and have you got any um, interesting predictions for this season well I do think Timo Werner's going to be the top scorer I mean it's not it's not surprising Mason Greenwood's going to absolutely smash it this season from what Rashford was doing at the end of last season I'm not sure he's going to he's going to and I might predict that Salah might have a dud this season okay. Salah okay. might have a dud season okay. I don't know I think he's had his time in the sun okay. already so mark my words I think Salah might be not an underperforming it would be a solid like 100 150 points of that but I don't think he's going to be as prolific as he has been the last few seasons well we have marked your words precisely <laughs> you, you hear it here first yeah why, why should listeners support your team and how would you like them to show their support <laughs> they should get behind them willing maybe sing some songs take some videos make some cakes with my team's face on it I like to think of myself as the underdog I'm definitely nowhere near a favourite by any stretch but if you like supporting the underdog go for me I will be your man wow I don't even know where to start he's in so much stuff first of all let's just go on what he finished on this obsession with people in cakes <laughs> how would you like the support just buy a face on a cake make make a cake with me on it please because we had that cake last season I think there was a yeah. lot of envy towards those on it especially Nick who was obviously on top of the cake at the time Big time, and I think uh, a lot of the drafters were like, "Oh, I, I'd have liked to have been on that cake." There was a lot of stuff that I mean, listeners did, which was yeah, oh, it was great, incredible. The Lego as well. The Lego. Oh my god! How do you even do that? I don't know. We'll have to ask. It was Paul. You Paul in New Zealand Paul who did that. Isn't it? Paul Cartlidge. It's almost like you, I would imagine you have to buy like all the bits individually. But I think, I've not been to a Lego shop for years. I don't know. I don't know how it worked. No, no. Um, masterpiece either way. So on that, I mean. Let's see where to start. I think his there's zero sitting on the fence with with Jammer. I think he's he's like um, he's predicted some big things. He he found out that Dutz was like quietly going on about his business. He didn't trust him. He's like he's but he could do really well this year. I love love the fact that he said if Meds wins, he's going to do laps around the block. All of that. He's fast and loose. Is he? Yeah. To, in terms of who he picks, I think yeah. I think he means that like he's just going to get a feeling whenever his pick came up. Yeah. I love him. I think some also some interesting things. He's like, I'm going to try my hardest. I'm not competitive. This thing either. He's like, I've not done any research. And then he brings out all the facts. Is he another one of these ones that's like, I've not done the research just because he actually watches lots of football and knows quite a lot about football anyway. Yeah. The Antonio thing. I actually don't think it falls in line with his character, how he likes to portray himself. Yeah. If he was to turn around and say, I've done a load of research. Yeah. So I think we got the version of that, which was, oh, no, I'm just a nice laid-back guy and I didn't do anything. Like, I'm just here having a nice time. And I actually thought he was going a little bit down the Nick route. Don't attack me. I'm a nice guy. Okay. A lot of open goals. Like, if you say you want Meds to win, people are going to go, oh, he I must like be a nice guy. Drama. Open goals, left, right and centre. It's manipulative. The rivalry with Phil? 
Great. Love, love that. Love it. Love that. That is the battle of the Scots. Especially because they are very much opposite in their characters yeah. as well. Well, you get two versions of Phil, but the version of Phil that comes out quite a lot is the sour Scotsman. Jammer is the opposite. He's the happy-go-lucky, friendly guy. Phil, not so much. He will take the high road and I'll take the low road. Yeah. Phil's very much on that low road. It's raining on him. He also mentioned... Um, you've, I've got, you see you've got your list as well. He also mentioned the difficulty of going first in the sense of he has pick one and then he has pick 31. Yeah, we've heard a lot of complaints from like Andy, for example, who was like, oh, I've got such a late pick. Andy was basically downplaying what is a pretty decent position and it's turned out quite well for him. Mantle as well, just before we started uh, the draft, there was text messages going around and he was like, oh, woe is me, I'm at 11. And I said, well, hey, I'll trade with you. And, and he was like, oh, no, 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 I'm okay. He's like, well, put your money where your mouth is, you know. So there's people further down the order. I actually think Jammer had it harder than, than, oh. than Andy, than Mantle. Yeah. Because yeah. that second pick, their ability to get a better player at pick two... Yeah is a lot like there's a difference like there's a difference between the player who is pick 16 and the player who is pick 30 yeah. and you know what that's I know that I was sort of going off got to stay focused for a couple of rounds Jammer had to stay focused yeah because he, if he snoozed he could have lost out and then not had another pick until way down he could have losed he could I know I was like yeah <laughs> if he'd have snoo- yeah I couldn't quite work that out but no that's it's really interesting and also you know what I think I think beforehand, when me and Matthew Melloly were talking, mm. I think I said, oh, I'd like to be in the top five. I think I might, I'd readdress that now. In the, with the hindsight of this draft again, yeah. I think you could quite easily say one of, the, one of the last five to go arguably could be a better pick. I think the, the way, strength yeah. in numbers, do you the, know what I mean? The way it happened, yeah. I think I was pretty open at the time. I sort of said I wanted to go somewhere in the middle. I think I wanted to go like pick eight. Yeah. The way it fell... By the time I got to pick 12, I'd have still been like, yep, there's a lot for me to work with here. Yeah. So, yeah, the complaints that came from those at the back were pretty... I think it's kind of like... Silence, I think. And so is that why you went... Because you obviously was pick three, which on the surface of it looks like a good pick, but then you got quite... You got quite tricksy with all the trade. You did lots of trading. Is that because you thought by the time it comes back up, I might? You, you're one, only two spaces away from Jammer. Yeah. So you were like, I need to, I need to bulk up my picks. Well, in fact, I think I probably cover this when it gets to okay. when it gets to me. But to loosely cover it, I felt that I didn't want to go into the draft the same way the majority of drafters would go. I wanted an edge. Whether yeah. it gave me an edge. Either way, it's actually funny enough. It's the opposite of Johnny. It's a risk that either takes me way up or way down. Johnny said something about that, and he was like, "I don't understand it." And somebody sent me one that I thought was quite good. I think it was Dan Mutlow sent me one that was quite good. Yeah, but I was looking at it for so long. I was like, "I think this is good," but I think I might. I think I might be wrong. I think I might be being done. I don't. I couldn't get my head around it. So I just said really early on, "I'm not swapping any." Sure, because I. Like Johnny, I just didn't quite get it to the... You obviously... I, I don't know what he... Johnny said referenced you living in America or something. I don't think that's it. But I think if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, it, you have to see it in action first. I'll tell you exactly. In fact, this is an interesting topic. We might as well cover it. 
this is what I did every time I proposed a trade. I looked at it from both points of view. Yeah. And I said, one, what do I want out of this trade? Two, what can I offer that will benefit the other person? Because you can't look at a trade and go, all I want to happen is for me to benefit. Yeah. You cannot do that. So that's a stumbling block straight away for people who are not able to empathize with the other side. Yeah. And we know people who would yeah. not excel in that area. What I've then done is I've come up with a trade that from my side of view, and specifically with pick three, I think is going to be beneficial to me. It probably wouldn't be beneficial to someone with pick 14. And I've looked at it from my point of view. And then I've looked at who I want to trade with. And I've said, right, if I were them, what would I want? What would make this worthwhile? So that when I've then spoken to that person, I've said, right, this is what I want to do. And this is the reason why I want to do it. I've then said, this is why I think this works for you. Yeah. And I traded with three people. Yeah. All because I went, right, this is my idea cards on the table this is what I want to do you will benefit from this for this reason this reason and this reason and so I spoke to Yare I spoke to Melalu and I spoke to Mutlo and I said it's it's as simple as that that's what I think and I think it benefits us both and so that's why I was able to offer enticing trades because I wasn't looking at it solely from my point of view oh yeah you offered me one and you were like that means you'd have such and such this many picks in the first 10 rounds or so, I don't know. Exactly. I was, on, I was on holiday and I didn't get back to you and you'd already done it by then anyway. So. Right, right, right. But yeah, I remember that, you, I do remember that message coming in. But I still thought you were trying to trick me. That's the thing, I don't, not you, I think if anybody had said that, makes complete sense. I think I'd have gone, it can't be good for me because otherwise they wouldn't be doing it. And I think that, I had that process, I was like, nah, this, there's something I'm missing here. Yeah. I don't trust it. Um, now, but th- as I say, it's because of us having those different draft positions to start off with. Yeah. We are having to play completely different games. Jammer is going to have to play a completely different game to Andy. Yeah. Because they're at the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to draft picks. And so, if they can find a, a counterbalance there to make something work in the trade market, great. Which they, they easily could have done. As I say, that's how I was able to approach it and, and why I think I was able to be successful with trades is because I was able to present what the offer meant to the other person. Yeah. And I don't think that is something that all the drafters have necessarily taken on board. I don't think at the moment, and Johnny's a good example, I don't think Johnny looks at a trade from both sides of the table. He has the capacity to do it. I have faith in Johnny also just a quick one on Jammer Jammer predicting big things for both Werner and Greenwood this season yeah yeah just, just on his prediction although that was interesting Werner I was surprised went as late as he did he didn't even go late but I was surprised he went I thought he was going to be top 5 I think he was yeah, he was very high on my list yeah very high on my list. he if I if, if Yare hadn't gone I thought I was going to end up with Werner because it was... Oh, no, we don't know this, but I thought I was going to end up with Werner because Mane was before and Yaro was before, so right. I just thought he was just going to go pure Liverpool. So I was surprised he went for Timo. Yeah. Something that comes into play also is I had Jose say to Jammer just to worry him a bit about the tradition, in, oh. in quotes, yeah. of the first pick song. 
that doesn't exist. A little bit like Nick's speech last year didn't exist, yeah. and yet Nick knocked out of the park, and so now somebody coming into the league has to do a speech. Jammer, we said, right, yeah, you've got to do a song for your first pick. It's tradition, we always, we always do that. Now, what then happened in between the draft and that interview was that Jammer had already prepared a song Amazing. for his return speech. Yeah. Nick had done the speech the previous season, so we'd introduced that as a thing. Jammer and Mutlow had to, therefore, do their speeches. Jammer did a song. He Full rap. It was unbelievable. Yeah. We will try and get footage to you. Hopefully, we will achieve that. It was incredible. And so, when it came to doing the song for the first pick, it was kind of like a mute point, because he'd already... He'd already done it. <laughs> done that. Yeah. Oh, doesn't seem like much of a forfeit for him. I so. thought they both did... They're both completely different styles but and completely different sentiment, but I thought they both absolutely... Both him and Daniel Mutlow, respectively, absolutely smashed their speeches. They were both speeches. brilliant. Yeah. They were both One was very, brilliant. very, very, very good. Like, very funny and very entertaining. The other one was quite heartfelt and, like, put his heart on his sleeve and I thought both of them worked really well. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Moving on to the other man who is causing a bow in the fence that they are both straddling. Number one fence sitter himself, Daniel Mantle. I wonder if we'll get any information whatsoever. Keeps his cards close to his chair. Well, I reckon he's got them hidden up his sleeves. I reckon they're super glued face down onto <laughs> his chest. Let's listen. Yeah. Oh, chops. Hello, good sir. Shorts. Thank you very much for this. Listen. Oh, man. So, thank you very much for, so oh, for those who are listening. Go. These you brought us some beer, some refreshments. How are you? How are you I'm feeling? All right. I'm all right. I'm I do have to say that in the pictures, we'll see the shorts, but I think they're legendary. They got mentioned a couple of times through the old social media. Right. But you've definitely emphasised them, so hopefully your input because will make them Because this, this is the first you know, year that I'm in this involved, and, and those first strike are like, wow, that is something. Yeah, that's, sure what they all say. yeah. that's what they all say. <laughs> you're filthy, mate. You come here. I'm sure you're. I'm getting married. Oh, there you go. There you go. You had the best draft score last season. 
to uh, have the worst captain record and finish fifth. How are you going to be braver this year? I don't know how brave you... When, when you've got Kevin De Bruyne in your team, tearing it up week in, week out, because he was the highest scoring player, how can you not captain him? So the week he's not performing, which is minimal, choose, you, you know, you choose him. Yeah. When you feel like you want to be a bit daring and go for Paul Pogba because they're playing Brighton, you pick him. De Bruyne scored 16 points. So, I mean, it's a, sometimes it's a, it's a game of cat and mouse, isn't it? You know, picking captain. So how can I be braver? I don't know. I don't think it's a case of being brave. I think it's a case of sticking with my best player. De Bruyne was that consistent. I should have just stuck with him. I think I tried to be too brave, maybe, occasionally, at the wrong time. And are you confident with the whole new legacy league format? I, I am quite... I am. I'm not going to be quietly confident about it. I am confident. And I'll tell you why I'm confident. It's because the first... My first two um, years doing the draft was Snake. Um, the last, what, five, six, five, five or six... Uh, picks when it's auction is also effectively snake picks and I always feel a little bit more comfortable because uh, I don't think it's any secret that my my level of research is is pretty good so I'm I'm quite confident that I've you know I've I've got a few plays in my pocket that hopefully no one else would have would have picked and talking about those uh, you know tactics with with these players or what's going to be your tactic for the season I always try and spread what I think players will get in terms of points of performance with my auction when it was auction draft I wouldn't go big on one player i.e. Salah for 65 I went for De Bruyne for 40 or 42 and then Pogba for 20 points my idea was that the two would make more points than Salah Pogba was injured for most of the season so it didn't quite work out but at the point and, and De Bruyne played better than I thought he was going to play so for this season because of my pick number being 11 I've got to be I think I've got to tap into that a little bit more than expect the best players okay so that makes sense. being a little doing that little bit more research is probably giving me the upper hand obviously I don't know how much more research anyone else has done or less but I think I've got to tap into that you know loads of players that perform opposed mm-hmm. to one Big performer carrying me. And speaking of performers and uh, players, who would be your top three for this season? So if I was in top three picks, it would be De Bruyne, Salah, and maybe I. Before I knew we were changing format, Sterling was up there. Realistically, for this season, being pick eleven, I would like to think Trent Alexander-Arnold would be up there. There's been a lot of chat with him, so probably not. Werner from uh, Chelsea. And maybe Son. And in terms of, of your secret pick, who would it be? One that you can have like an ace card in your sleeve. I think in terms of the highest pick, I think Son. I don't think people would see him as a first pick player. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I would pick Son is because he was relatively high scoring considering the injury that he had break. Uh, I think he broke his arm, didn't he? Mm-hmm. The red cards that he had, he had a couple of red cards, broke uh, obviously Gomez's leg and stuff. The fact that Harry Kane does get injured pretty much quite regularly because mm. he plays so much football, yeah. that would be my wild card in a top pick. In terms of, I'd give Paul Pogba another go. I'd like to go for Van de Beek, I think. I think that's how you say his name. But I, I think that would be on people's radar. But I think Pogba might... I'm not saying I'm going to go for him because if, if 
Van der Beek isn't on people's radar, I would pick him, him over Pogba. Okay. But if he does get picked, I'd give Pogba a go. Bobby Firmino might be a good shout, just because he scored one goal at Anfield, so I think people might think, oh, he's yeah. just a shit striker. Yeah. But I think he might, well, he's going to do better, he's got to do better than last season. Uh, who would you pick in your later rounds? I'm, go- I'm, gonna, I'm going to have Ruben Loftus-Cheek. He, he, you know what? I think he's a brilliant player, and he's got to break into that team because he's mm. better than a lot of them. He's better than Mason, though, isn't he? Yeah. Thanks, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, lads. Cheers. I mean, Lampard just likes Mason Mount. I know. Well, he got him from Derby, didn't yeah. he? So. But no, I'm going to... T- mixing the two questions, previous mm. question, I think Loftus-Cheek, is. Go- I like to think he's a bit of a wild card. If not, he's definitely going to stick in the legacy era, to be honest. Okay. Now, going back to... Now, go- going to the uh, drafters aspect. If it's not yourself, who would you like uh, to win this season? Like, you know what? He gets a lot of he gets a lot of jip, but I'd like Wolf to win it. Wolf, yeah. Because okay. I, I think he's a good drafter. You know, I think he's good. I think you know we've just been looking at some of the stats from previous seasons. He's uh, Yari gives him a lot of stick, and I, you know Bradley likes to wind him up. I, I sort of secretly think he deserves it. Okay. And who who do you think will win? Currently, due to the activity of what's been happening, I think Bradley's got the nous with the whole trading thing with how we set up. I think Bradley's definitely tapped into that, and he's got the nails for it. You know, I think, yeah, I think, I think he will. Currently, looking at, at what's been happening with the trades, I, I would say Bradley's definitely favourite at the minute. You know? yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I, I want to win it. I don't do this to not win it. Yeah. I mean, to, a day like today is part of the reason why I do it because it's a great day. All right. So, in terms in terms of the listeners, why do you think they should support your team, and what would you like them to do to show this support? So, I think the listeners should support my team because every single player would be wearing these shorts that I am currently wearing, ah, and to great. get behind the Mentor Dandies FC to purchase yourself a pair of retro. They are tennis shorts, a retro feeler tennis shorts. Get them on. Get them right. on the gram. Little Jenny Mary, get yourself a pair. Stop messing around. Yeah. I want to see you on eBay tonight. 12 quid, Bosch, get them on, stick it on the ground. So what I'll say from that is good on him for essentially, what do you say, colours to the mast? What do you say? Oh, he's nailed his flag to the mast, I think is what he's done, yeah. Good on him. He said he's confident about the setup. He's like, yeah, I'm happy with my research. Hopefully I might have done more than everybody else. I would say that's a fair assessment. I think he's done a lot this year. He wants that second star. And I'm pleased that he is open about that. I'm pleased that yeah. he's not Nick. Oh, I've done it again. You made me do that face again. That yeah, will... because can you believe how dull Nick was? I think Nick is playing a game. Great gamesmanship. What did you learn from that interview? Well, at the start, I mean, he's well competitive. He wants to win. Another one that says his rivals will... Oh, no. Another one that wants Wolf to win, which is, which, and I think he appreciates Wolf's game playing. Wolf's getting a lot of mentions, yeah. I was worried at the beginning with Mantle because I thought he was doing that thing where he just says lots of things but doesn't really answer the question. Yeah, does that but, but I think that was the, at the start and then he got into it and like you say, he nailed his colours to the mast and he was like, I'm coming for you, this is me. And also interestingly, because I know we've not revealed who's got who, but some of, he's got quite a few of his picks that he mentioned there. I'll say I'm... Proud of you, Mantle. I'm pleased that you've come off your fence a little bit and answered some questions more directly than you have done in the past. Yeah. Do you know what I've just remembered as well? Sorry to just think um, bombard you on this, but I like how he was 
quite attacky when he was uh, when he was accused of not being very good at captaincy, captaining. And he, he's his his yeah. He attacked to defend, and he was like, "So oh, I think about I've been too brave with my captain choices." I actually thought he was defensive. Yeah, because the statistics are there. Did we have it? Did we, all, we almost had an I will love it moment? He got quite defensive on that one. I sort of think we've had it. Because statistically, he was the worst. He finished in fifth. He had the best team last year. Finished in fifth. What, like... I know, it's not... Yeah, he's the best team. If this was the Premier League, he's finished outside of the Champions League spots. He's got the squad of Liverpool. He's finished in fifth. Oh. And then it's been pointed out to him why that's happened. Nick went, yeah, I need to improve my captaincy for next season. Nick won the league last season. Adapts. Daniel Mansell has won the league once. Once. What player did he have that one year? I think he said Mohamed Salah, didn't he? He had Mo Salah. Do you know how many points Mo Salah got that season? Absolutely loads. He got the record. Yeah, it's like 300 or something, right? 303 points. No one's ever scored that many points before. And Daniel Mantle had him that season. That was the only time Daniel Mantle has won the league. Did he captain him all the way through? Pretty much. Well, Which he, is fine. Yeah, And that worked. He would. But the point being is Mantle has only ever won the league under spectacular circumstances. The rest of the time, he's not been good enough. Last season, he talks about being eight points behind in the end. Going into that game week, he was, I don't know, 40 points off. He was never winning that league. This season was significantly closer. Came down to the last 10 minutes. Last season, points-wise, sure, but that was what they call in American sports garbage time. Garbage time is when a team is so far ahead they more or less stop playing and the opposition pick up a bunch of points okay. towards the end of the game because... It probably happens a lot in basketball. Yeah, American sports are more set up for that because you know when you've won, when you've got to a certain lead and also in American football, if you've won the game you take your best players out because you don't want them getting hit, getting hurt. hurt. Exactly. Yeah. And so all of a sudden the other team get more opportunities. That's the only reason that that season was so close. Mantle only wins the league under exceptional circumstances. His captaincy is poor. Did he accept it? No, he's not accepted it. He's gone, I'm going to do the same thing this year. Guess what? Mantle's not a threat this year. And in truth, he's not been a threat any year that he hasn't had a guy who scored the record amount of points for an individual. Brutal. Statistically... The evidence is there to say this is how you improve your team, Daniel Mansell. And for those, of and you, instead of going, yeah, okay, he's gone. No, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And for those of you listening, Bradley actually has two A4 books. They're like like diaries, like an like a like a diary, a page of di- like a day a page diary. Two of them. One is Burgundy classic, and one is like a <laughs> navy. And he literally pointed. The evidence is there, and he's got two books sitting there. Not to ruin the illusion, the blue one is my script book. But uh, oh, no. all right, well, he's even better. It's a, it's a it's a burgundy leather bound book. It is a. It's, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Who have we got next? Next up, we move on to Matthew Melaloo. Oh, nearly the champion. <laughs> all right, get the digs. Mate, there. no, come on, that's the. <laughs> That was just saying that. That was just a general thing. Good. Just in case you forgot, Matthew, uh, Marcus wants to remind you you were nearly the champion. Anyway, let's see what he has to say. True. <laughs> there it is, the man. Oh, boys, how are we doing? The legend. How are you, good sir? 
Yeah, not too bad. Another draft looms. Another draft. Mate, you're at the talk of the town because I think everyone felt your pain. Mm. How are you feeling this this season? Because <sighs> I, mean, I was there for, for I, that you were, you were there for the last I, day. I saw the confidence. saw just how, how up and down that day was. It was a true roller coaster. Yeah, it was. It was at halftime. Like, oh, this could this could still happen. <laughs> yeah. And then as the goals came in, just seeing it fall away and I my the, heart the, went the, out. The, to the you. knife, <laughs> knife in the chest, mate. I was still crying when I woke up this morning. What can I say? It's it's a memory. Gutting, absolutely. And that gutting. will stay uh, with you forever. Uh, it will. And I'm just very honoured that I shared that memory, even though it was a sad one. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, it's, it was good to be among friends. <laughs> if I'd have been sat watching that by myself, I'd have yeah. been like, you know what? You can all... I'm never coming out again. <laughs> I'm done. Screw you guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, on, that, on that note, are you, are you likely to lose interest now that you're back to square one? And also, do, do, you, do you only sing when you're winning like an all-Manchester United fan? Oh, Bradley, how can you write a question like that? <laughs> Dirty, dirty. Boy. I wanted to start the interview the right way. Indeed. You can back me up on this. Yeah. On the last day, I was swearing blind that Martial miss yes, that penalty yeah. so that my draft team could win. So that there is absolutely no question about singing while you're winning when it comes to United. I wanted to sacrifice a European place for my team to do the job. Will I show up shot because I didn't win? I've been not winning for six years. <laughs> On my seventh year, I came close. Have I ever not been vocal? I think I've always been part of this setup. I've never kept my opinions to myself. Yara knows that. <laughs> <laughs> There's, you know, you have a little extra skip in your step when you're when you're in a title contention, but Fair. you also have a knot in your stomach. It's stressful. It's yeah. that's that's difficult. I'm not going to lie. There was part of me who. Really like the idea of getting it won and then being able to just relax for a while. Right. Going, yes, time. I've won. Yeah. I don't need to go through that stress again, at least not for a while. I'll, I'll happily take some midfield results. I'll even do a catering zone if I need to. Ooh. I've got the star. Yeah. But I didn't get the star. Right. I'll do my best. That's that's, I, and I can't do more than that. That's all we ask. Yeah. New league format with yeah. legacy. Are you confident about that? No. Simple as that. I wanted to get it won in the old format because what we've got downstairs are some serious boffins. There are boys there talking about players. I've never heard of them. Someone said, I think they were talking about Trezeguet or something, and he said, do you think Trezeguet will be as maraudering as so-and-so? I overheard that and thought, as maraudering? Who the hell is that? <laughs> Brilliant. Mate, they're chatting about guys I've no clue about. And this current setup favours people with that depth of knowledge and I don't have so this is you think you're just making up names like movie names oh I've done that don't you worry (laughs) (laughs) I'm notorious for trying to draft the same player three times using all three of his different names this doesn't favour me at all so this is going to be a harder year Um, so so what is your tactic then if if this doesn't favour what is your tactic going to be for this season great question try and get someone who could be a strong captain that's what you've got to do with your first pick you've got no, no choice there your first 10 players to pick, you're all going to be trying to get one good player each that you could have as your strong captain that might score 200 points. With my second round pick, try and get someone else reasonably solid, maybe a midfielder, maybe a forward, who would be good for 100 and 
50 points maybe. If you've got those two down in your first two picks, after that, I would be tempted to start looking at some possibly exciting legacy players, mm -hmm. some youngsters, because they'll all expect that I don't know who they are. So uh, there's a couple of people. I see, I see what you're doing. There's a couple of people that are, are new to the league, that are new to clubs, mm. that, are that are the long-term thoughts for certain positions that I'm looking at, thinking, okay, maybe if I can get one or two of those, then I'm looking good for this season, but also for future seasons. Truth of the matter is, when the names start getting picked, all tactics are out the window. Well, they can all talk a great game, but when you were building your entire squad about having Aguero as your striker, and the guy before you chooses Aguero, I'm sorry, your plans, they don't matter anymore. And speaking of picking players, who would be your top three players that you'd want? That I'd want, if I could have any player. Yeah. Oh, there's no question. There's too much to prove for both City and... Well, City are hurting because they lost last year, so De Bruyne and Sterling are both question marks there. Mm. I would go De Bruyne because he's arguably the best person in the league. Mm -hmm. Then Arteta's got a lot to prove with Arsenal, so Aubameyang. So you can imagine De Bruyne, Aubameyang, that's a yep. midfield. That's a great midfield right there. And then up front, you want a proven striker. I reckon City's going to rotate quite heavily between Aguero and Jesus. So either of those would be okay. But you want someone who's going to be a stalwart. Do you risk on Kane? Don't know. I would actually probably go Martial. Marcia, sticking yeah. to the United. Mate, it was too painful last season. <laughs> <laughs> Watching yeah. my team score and hating it every second. So it would be nice to have a reason to cheer for yeah. them. Do you have, do you have a, a secret pick? One that you can say comes under the radar? Do I? I'm known for my limited research and knowledge. So I, my ears tend to prick up year on year. A lot of them would probably say my secret pick last year was Tammy Abrams. Tammy Abram. Abraham, or whatever his name is. Whatever See that there's a there's an example of my knowledge. I'd heard about him during a, a radio show while he was playing in the championship, and then saw that he'd come in for Chelsea. I was like, oh, okay, get on board with that. This year, in a similar vein, I was listening to a couple of interviews on various radio shows, and I remember them talking about one of the ex most exciting prospects coming out of the championship was the third Pereira to join the to join the Premier League. He's with Wolves, I think. <laughs> and uh, and they were saying he's a he's a good talent to look out for. So he might be one that would go under the radar for the first four or five rounds and if he's still available then put him in there. Likewise, and this hurts for your United supporter, any Leeds players, there's a few exciting mm. prospects there. Is it Klitsch? I think it's Klitsch. Klitsch. I think it's with a K. Yeah, there are options. Yeah. So, who would you want to pick in the later rounds? <laughs> Whoever's available. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Um, who would I want to pick in the later rounds? I'd like to think that there'd be a couple of diamonds in there that I've managed to remember in my research. But to be honest, you've got your list of these are the people I like, and you delete them one by one when they all get picked, and you eventually get them. And you're like, I'll just take whoever's available. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If if it wasn't you who would you like to win this year Mets Mets why because me and him have been the perennial underachievers the underdogs it was my chance last year sadly couldn't get it over the line it should be Mets this year simple as that but who do you think will win I think last year I plucked for Andy O'Neill um, he's a smart drafter he's never he's never achieved it 
but given the nature of this style of draft, it really favours strong drafters like Daniel Mantle. And this could be the year that Bradley might get a look back in, you know. Okay. Flipping in a little bit, yeah. who do you think will get the wooden spoon? <laughs> the wooden spoon this year. Well, Yare has a caretaker manager, and I was <laughs> saying how wonderful it might be for Yare to achieve back-to-back spoons. No one's done it before, and he likes a record. He right. likes something he can champion. So, uh, double spoons for Yare? Oh, yeah. All right. That's a mouth-watering prospect. Right? Sounds like a story. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this caretaker manager does work for Sky Sports. So he knows, he, he knows his stuff. There's, there's no messing at all. But, let's be honest. Yeah, please. Yare couldn't live with himself if he only did well because of someone else's knowledge. Yare wants the cerebral assassin to speak today. This is just a mouthpiece. Like a puppet. Exactly. And it would be an empty victory if it wasn't only Yare's work being reflected. Empty victory is a tagline. Oh, yeah. I take it. Yeah. Hashtag empty victory. Empty victory. Hashtag yeah. empty victory. Exactly. What what uh, interesting predictions are you making for, for this season? Wooden spoon back to back, that's a bold one. First three picks are gonna be Kevin De Bruyne, Abamyang, Fernandez. There's a prediction for you. Then I'm gonna predict oh let's throw him a bone. Johnny Wolf's gonna make a podium this year. Ooh, okay. You heard it here first, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> you heard it here first. Who would you say is your biggest rival? Oh, well, I really upset him last year when I said Marcus. He got, oh, he didn't like that. Marcus? Yeah, he got really upset, and then I smoked him. So, <laughs> to all the offence of the idea that he might be down at my level. Why should supporters support your team, and how would you like them to show their support? I think the supporters have been fantastic, and I'd just like to say a massive thanks to all of their support for the the run-in last season. A lot of people were very vocal, um, especially after hype man Daniel Mutlow did me up like an absolute kipper. It was brilliant. He, I've never heard anything like it. Malulu's with a team that came from nowhere, six years in the doldrums. I'd never even been in the top half of the table. And with 45 minutes to go, drawing, no points in it at all, knowing this could be it, we could do it doesn't get much closer than that and it doesn't hurt much more than that and the fans the listeners they were they were fantastic so all I would say is I'm sorry we couldn't get it across the line for you last time Salah has a lot to answer for in that I have a lot to answer for in that and we didn't deliver I would say stay patient stay with us you guys do you and the Malulus will do the Malulus Mike Tyson once famously said Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Matthew Melaloo. Everyone has a plan <laughs> until people until get drunk. names get picked. Yeah. That's what he said. It's spot on. You know, he's not the only person that said that. Neil said it earlier. I think a couple other people have... I think Jammer might have referred to it as well. Yeah. It's absolutely true. It sounds obvious, but not as obvious as obviously picking Asmarodin. <laughs> Getting Asmarodin in first pick. You mean Dave? Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Who he's got? I think he's picked that up from one of the multiple times Pete's tried to say Azpilicueta's name. It's gone, <laughs> well, it must be a player. I've heard Pete say him. Lot, again, Yare and Wolf 
getting a lot of mentions this season. Loads of mentions. They're very vocal, aren't they? Yeah, they draw a lot of the attention and perhaps that is why they've stuck in the minds when it comes to answering questions. But you know what Yare won't like is that they're not being mentioned in the same vein. Everyone's mentioning Yare for, well, I think he called it a double spooner. Yeah. And everyone's mentioning <laughs> Wolf for the title. I would actually say that's a compliment to Yare. Go on. Yare has won the league. Yare has an abdo to his Oh, name. don't we know it? And don't we just know it? So no one's actively going to be like, oh, I hope he does it again. Yes. I think somebody said it earlier. I can't yeah. remember who it was. Whereas Wolf has never won it, and people are like, it would be great if he does, because one, it's a new name, yeah. and two, it means a hell of a lot to him. Yeah. So I think that's probably more of a compliment to Yare. You don't punch down, as they say. Yeah, 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 that's fine. You do not punch down. And oh, so you know no what? one's punching Wolf. You are giving Yare even more ammunition for, to, for him to be like, yes, it's, it's on, get that second star. He's got one. He's got one above his badge. It was a weird season when he did it, yeah. but he did it. Which leads them on to, I think Melanie had some fighting talk here. Yeah. When he said Yare couldn't deal with it if it wasn't all his work. Hashtag empty victory. Yeah. Yeah. So if, Yare, if Yare wins this year... Will that play on Yari's mind, that sentence? Will he have to then fight for third until he can really claim it? It'd only be right to sort of put half a star on his badge, wouldn't it? Put the other half on Danny's kit. Yeah, you said it. Melalu, this is why I'm proud of Melalu. One, him finishing runner-up... Amazing. ...is mental. Yeah. At one stage, you just never... um, Yeah, took your word... 100%. 100%. It is I mental. could have put it better myself. You, there was at one stage, you would have never said that was ever going to happen. Well, no, because I was, last last year when he said I was his rival, I was yeah. offended because I was like, oh, what are you talking about? If he said it this year, I'd be like, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to be rival for second <laughs> yeah. place. And so I'm proud of him on that front. I'm proud of him because he started to shed the kind of victim card that he used to play. Oh, you did like that halfway through the season. Whenever halfway through the season was. Whenever that was, yeah. He's starting to shed that. He doesn't sort of fall back on that quite as much. And the other thing he started doing is playing mind games. Oh, yes. And that's a development for Melody. He used to be like Nick. He used to be like, oh, don't mind me. I'm just over here minding my own business. He's not that anymore. He's given us something. So in terms of Melody's and I use the term drafting to encapsulate all of it, it has come on leaps and bounds. Yeah. And I also like the fact that when you sort of say to him, you're going to lose interest, part of me kind of thought, oh, I hope he doesn't fudge it here. Yeah. Because he's never going to go, yeah, probably. He'll never say that. But you can hear it in his answer if he was going to. And I don't think you could hear it there. because I, I, no, I think he's focused this year. He's focused. Really focused. I was very happy to hear that. And also a lot of people, when they were asked Wooden Spoon, his name's come up as a possible candidate. And I think that's probably from a version of him in the past yeah. that wasn't as... Like, he can joke now about the asthma ordering. Yeah, that's very funny. Because it was very funny. he's actually... Yeah. There, were, there was probably a stage when he would have heard asthma ordering and gone, that, that definitely is a player. Yeah. Whereas now he can joke about it. Yeah. And I think he, the reason he's been... We'll finish on this, I suppose. But like, I think the reason he's been mentioned in the wooden spoon position is the same reason Nick is being mentioned in the wooden spoon position. It's because people now, now want the person that's at the top to be at the bottom, rather than, like, historically. Well, Melody's won the wooden spoon before. 
He's been in the catering. Really, zone. What do you call it? Winning? Unless it's come, this comes from a this comes from a recipient of the wooden spoon. Uh, you call it winning. Much better, much better terminology. <laughs> Melalu has received the wooden spoon before. He's been in the catering zone once or twice, so he has history with it. But he doesn't have recent history with it, and I think that is indicative of his yeah. achievements recently and his improvement. Good luck to you, Melalu. We're behind you. You have supporters, I think, a lot of supporters on social media. And I think you have a lot of supporters within the draft. Not least of all, from Meds. Yeah. They've formed a nice little relationship, haven't bromance. they? Like, yeah, There's a little a bromance, bromance there. there. There's these little kind of bonds that are formed within the draft. We mentioned Wolf and Yare earlier. And Jammer mentioned him and Phil. And yeah. Meds and Melaloo on draft day, very quick to say hello to each other and catch up and what have you. There's a nice little bond that is formed there. That's what the draft's all about. That's eh? the spirit of the draft. Spirit of the draft. Which... Well, we'll cover that later on. So there we go, Marcus. That was the end of part three. Let's pretend that we always knew it was going to be four parts. Let's pretend that we haven't got to the edit and suddenly realised that we needed a part four. Let's Um, definitely pretend that. That's that's yeah <laughs> that's the thing is everyone's got so much to say we couldn't possibly condense it especially in that episode when you've especially got especially in that episode yeah you've, <laughs> you've got a, fo- a former champion you've got a newbie and you've got matthew melody who we just heard from then i think part three marcus was peak relaxation for draft interviews both with those drafters going up because they weren't going up with everyone going why is this taking so long and also by this point Luca and Jose had become very relaxed with what they were doing. Had a nice comfy seat by this point. They were getting into their rhythm. They were getting into their rhythm as well, getting into the flow of it. They were getting into their smooth grooves. They were doing a marathon. It was a marathon for them, not a sprint. And what a great job they were doing. And we thank them both very much for it. And we leave you, listeners, only briefly, because part four is only round the corner. And until then, rah. There's only one Ollie Watkins, one Ollie Watkins, there's only one Ollie Watkins. He can score a goal from anywhere he wants to, from outside the box or inside the box too. He can score a header or with both feet, either or. There's only one Ollie Watkins. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.